What's going on, family? Welcome, 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 welcome back to another episode of the 310 Podcast. So we've made it. We've made it through the regular season. Matter of fact, from preseason through the regular season, on to the playoffs, and now we're here. It is officially Super Bowl Sunday. I'm your man, K-Mark. Just coming in, wanted to talk Super Bowl and kind of just kind of break everything down for you guys, as well as also want to talk about like some some news that's been going um that's been kind of percolating around the um the nfl for the last couple weeks uh, unfortunately as you guys know next last week i couldn't really i had a show already set and ready to go but uh, we lost the mamba and so all that got kind of got put on hold so i'm here i'm back we're gonna talk about some uh we're gonna talk about the super bowl talk about um some things such as uh the donovan McNabb t.o situation we're going to recap the the championship games and kind of just like i said i mean we're going to look forward to what's what's going to take place tonight so if you want to get in contact with the show you can hit me up at the 310 podcast at gmail.com shoot show me shoot me an email shoot me a voice message whatever you want hey we can get you onto the show um so with that being said we're going to start off with these conference championship games and we're going to start up um Looking at uh, the Tennessee Titans versus the Kansas City Chiefs game that took place two weeks ago in Arrowhead. And overall, I mean, the game kind of got it kind of started off a little hairy for Ken, uh, for Kansas City, because once again, just like in the Houston game, they fell behind. They got down 10, 7, nothing, 10, nothing. And then eventually 17 to three. And you're thinking like, OK, all right, if, if um, Casey doesn't get it cranked up pretty soon man Tennessee can run away with this thing and literally run away with it with Derrick Henry and so um basically hey the ball got rolled with Patrick Mahomes he's um him and Tyree Hill started connecting I remember the first TD came like on a on a jet sweep to Tyree Hill and then the second TD came with Tyree Hill um in the slide um and of course I mean hey Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes he took advantage of the matchup and eventually they caught the lead with uh, with Patrick Mahomes with that nifty um, touchdown run before the half, and so pretty much from that point on, and then you saw the for for once and for once, I mean I can't remember Kansas City was actually stout against the run, and they held Derrick Henry for the most part in check. I mean he did get um he did get a rushing TD, but that was early in the game. But for the most part, he wasn't breaking. He wasn't um, running buck wild like he did, like he's been doing the last couple of the first two playoff games. So, and pretty much from that point, yeah, um, Kansas City they they pretty much took control of the game. Their offense was uh, was uh, was free flowing. Patrick Mahomes was able to get out the pocket, hit Kelsey, Mikael Hartman. Um, uh, I can't. I, I believe last name is Robinson. I can't remember his last name. And Sammy Watkins, who man, for the first time since week one, actually caught a touchdown pass. I can't, man. And like I said, yeah, he's been pretty much Mister Invisible this um this regular season. But hey, he picked a fine time to come alive, and we're definitely going to get into him in this matchup in the Super Bowl a little bit later on. But but with that being said, I me mean, hey, Kansas City, hey, they they held down the fort. In the in the AFC title game, they knocked off the Tennessee Titans. And for my former coach, 
Big Red Andy Reid, he's he's headed back to the Super Bowl for the first time since the 2004-2005 season, which, I mean, unfortunately, he wasn't able to pull through with the Philadelphia Eagles. But I think this time, I mean, he has a far better um, – he has a far better um, quarterback than he did. I mean, trust me, hey, five still my guy. But, I mean, what what he has in this in, – in Patrick Mahomes, <sighs> something that, I mean, man – Andy's really never had, and then on top of that, I mean, you got then he has the um, the wide receivers with um, with Nicole um, with Hartman, uh, Robinson, Tyree Hill, Kelsey Watkins. So his wide receiver um, core overall is better than what he had in Philadelphia, as well as his tight ends. Uh, I mean, not not to take anything away from T.O., but Outside of T- outside of T.O., I mean, Philly, they had, like, the 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 Pinkstons, uh, the Freddie Mitchells, and the L.J. Smiths and Chad Lewis's. But, I mean, they really don't hold a candle to um, the weapons that Kansas City has. So, like I said, I mean, hats off to the Chiefs. Hey, they were a, they did what they had to do. Um, they held down – they held home field, and they're moving on. And honestly, I, I give them a real legitimate shot to pull this off. And eventually, I'll get into my keys in the um, in the Super Bowl a little later on as well. So, with that being said, hey, we're going to move on to the NFC title game. And I know, I know, I picked Green Bay to win in the upset. I mean, I was more trying – I was more trying to go for team – I'm all team content at this point. I wanted to see – um, how the NFL try to, um, especially in the NFL's 100th uh, anniversary season, I wanted to see how they will play of uh, the first Super Bowl where it was Kansas City and Green Bay. So I was really hoping to get that because I really want to see how they played that out. But I mean, you know what? Honestly, I think we're getting arguably the best matchup because, um, and matter of fact, and before I even get to that, let me just go into the NFC title game. So, like I said, I know I said I know I picked Green Bay. So, basically, this game was pretty much almost a carbon copy. Well, at least for the first three and a half quarters, was pretty much a carbon copy of the regular season game on Monday night, where they outmuscled the Packers' um, offensive line, and you could see it from jump. I mean, Green Bay. I mean, they had no answers for that front four, and they were able to put hits on Rodgers, sacks, and forced fumbles. I mean, I can. I can't remember how many times I've seen Aaron Rodgers had so many strip fumbles in the game because I think he had about three of them, and I think two of them um, San, Fr- um, San Francisco picked up. And so with that, um, like I said, and their offense and their offensive line just kind of just railroaded the Packers' defensive line. And Green Bay and Green Bay was was supposed to have a very stout defense this year. But they could not stop the run. I mean, Raheem Bolster was out there looking like Terrell Davis in the backfield, and Jimmy and Jimmy G only had to pass the ball eight times. I mean, that's how that's how dominant their their often their their running game was. And it, which I mean, I'm not really I really don't blame them because I mean you see what's working, and I mean why 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 deviate from it? Continue to pound them on the run. Um, pound them on the run and until they stop it. And they were also they were also running with wide receivers such as Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel. And they'll be looking for their first Super Bowl win since the 94-95 season when in this same stadium that they're playing 
today, they beat, uh, back then, they beat the San Diego Chargers, which Steve Young threw six TD passes, three of them to Jerry Rice, and I also remember Ricky Waters had three touchdowns overall, uh, two, um, two on the, um, one on the ground, and two from the arm of Steve Young, so, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, San Francisco, honestly, top to bottom, I think they have the better roster. Um, I think Kansas City's offense is very is very stout. So, I mean, we'll, man, this is going to be a very interesting game, and I'll be very disappointed if 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 it was if it turned out to to be a blowout because I mean, I'm I'm expecting Kansas City's um, Kansas City's offense to put up some points. I'm also expecting San Francisco's offense to exploit that Kansas City defense, but I'll be back in a moment to kind of talk about the keys to the Super Bowl. So, hey, I'm going to brief. We'll be right back. All right, party people, party people, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. All right, so before we get into the Super Bowl preview, I did want to kind of talk about a couple things that that's kind of percolating around the league as the season comes to a close and kind of like the latest, the latest and kind of want to give, give you guys my opinion on some things, first of all. And so another thing that I did also want to talk to about is, speaking of the Patriots, Eli Manning retires. Yes, Eli Manning finally calls it quits. I mean, it it, it was time. It, it was time because I mean, for the most part, I mean, you could see the Giants. They're they're moving on. They're moving on from him, and they're moving on. They had, I mean, they, you already saw that they had drafted uh, Daniel Jones to as the heir apparent, and so I mean, we all kind of see. We kind of all kind of saw where this thing was going. I really hate that. Um, Two years ago, they actually stopped his his consecutive game streak for no apparent reason. And then you had, of all people, Geno Smith. Geno Smith, of all people, to take over for Eli Manning. And overall, I mean, it that was that was a total mess. That was a real that was a total mess on how the Giants handled that, especially um, a quarterback who didn't really uh, who didn't cause any kind of controversy came to play never missed a start and won you two Super Bowls won two Super Bowl MVPs and knocked off the Patriots of all teams and did it when they were undefeated it's like come on man I mean like I say even even me being a um an Eagles fan it's like I mean that that was dumb that was really really dumb on how they did that and I guess I guess but um Eli like I said, I mean, hey, my Eagles, hey, we 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 smoked them a couple times, especially knocked them out of the playoffs a couple times, and like I said, but overall, I would say this: Eli was Eli was solid. I mean, he had his moments. I mean, I'm not gonna say that Eli was were somewhere like he was a quarterback that I wanted to switch my TV on and watch. I mean, it was just Eli. I mean, he really didn't do anything special. I mean, he really didn't have any like real special. I mean, he he wasn't like a game changer like let's say a Patrick Mahomes or Michael Vick. Um, he didn't really shred defenses like like a Breeze or a Brady or a Manny or his brother Peyton or Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, he was consistent, and the runs that he had in the playoffs were were solid. I mean, especially the two Super Bowl runs. Um, I mean, you think about it. I mean, he knocked off uh, Dallas when they had the top, uh, the best record um, in the NFC, and they were prohibited favorites to win the Super Bowl. Then he goes to Lambeau, knocks off 
um, Brett Favre in the NFC title game in cold Lambeau. I mean, I can still remember Tom Coughlin's face beat red. And then he goes on to the Super Bowl and beats Tom Brady and the undefeated Patriots. I mean, hey, he pulls off that little Houdini move, gets out of a tackle and hits David Tyree with the helmet catch. Then a couple plays later to come back with the uh, with the fade pass to, um, to Plexico Burris to end up winning it. And, I mean, I know a lot of people say that, hey, um, Justin Tuck or OC or somebody from the defense should have won it. But, I mean, honestly, I really wasn't disappointed that they gave it to Pay- um, to Eli. And then, but, yeah, um, he submitted himself as a Super Bowl MVP. And then a few years later, um, three years later, um, he almost – he basically does it does it again. He, he knocks off um, Matt Ryan – in the wild card, then goes on the road um, to beat league MVP Aaron Rodgers and the, at that time the defending Super Bowl champion Packers in Lambeau Field once again. Then go out and heads out to the West Coast, knocks off the the 49ers who had the top um, had had the second best record in the NFC. And this is like the Jim Harbaugh, uh, Alex Smith, Frank Gore, Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman Niners. And then goes on to the Super Bowl and beats Eli, um, Tom Brady again. And then he also, he pretty much kind of does it in the same manner. He hits a, 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 an impressive throw to Mario Manningham along the sidelines and, and marches down to take the lead and eventually wins another Super Bowl MVP. But I think uh, what a lot of the the pundits and and, and all the – the, uh, the, some of the Hall of Famers have said is that, I mean, aside from those two playoff runs, I mean, Eli really hasn't really been spectacular. He's been a pig machine. He's um, like his interceptions to TDs are, I mean, it's it's a very close ratio. And like I said, I mean, he's led the league in picks multiple times. I mean, there's like one year where he threw 20 25 and 27 picks yeah the last couple of years he kind of has kind of toned down on those picks but I mean he for the most part he's always been a turnover machine I mean I don't I don't want to say it's just him playing in um the winds of Giant Stadium or MetLife Stadium but I mean some of those picks have happened on the road in in tough situations but um and then on top of that I mean you think about it I mean Eli hasn't made the playoffs since the the green on um, the Green Bay game a couple years ago, uh, where remember when OBJ and some of those wide receivers went down to um, Miami during um, well, um, like the week the week of a playoff game, and so that was the last time we really seen Eli in the playoffs. And for the most part, his playoff record, I mean, outside of those two runs, have not really been spectacular. Um, I remember the first game. I remember they played against Carolina, and Carolina went into New York and smoked them. Then the next year they lost in Philly, and then like I said, 07, they had that playoff run. 08, they got they lost in they had and 08 especially they had the best record in the league. They were prohibitive favorites to go back to the Super Bowl and went back to back. And I think that was the year Plexico shot himself in the leg, and they lost to Philly in the second round. And then for the most part, I mean they've been they pretty much have been out of the playoffs, and then they had the 2011 Super Bowl run. And then after that, that's pretty much been, that was it until 2016, I believe. So the playoff record kind of speaks for itself and their inability to actually win in the playoffs outside those two years would definitely kind of 
that will that will definitely kind of that kind of is kind of shown, shown like a negative light onto Eli. So, like I said, I mean, like I, said, I mean, he's been he's been a good quarterback. I mean, I was I can't say he was spectacular or he did anything ex- extremely well. I mean, a lot of people believe that he'll get into the Hall of Fame just because of his name is a Manning. And true, yeah, he did get those Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. But a lot of people will um, look at it as he got pretty much help from the defense, which, I mean, hey, they were solid. But, I mean, you also got to look at he still had to make those plays. And so um, do I think Eli's a Hall of Famer. Mm, he's a fringe Hall of Famer. I think he'll get – like I said, I mean, I, I, honestly, I think he'll get in. I think he'll get in maybe on the second or third – ballot but i mean do first ballot no i don't think so and it's a discussion that maybe i'll maybe i'll have on a future episode especially about like the hall of fame class because i know like the hall of fame lately has been kind of um come under fire with some of the inductees and kind of kind of lowered the standard of what like a hall of famer is so well like i said eventually i'll get into that during the ep- uh, during a podcast one day and so um, another story that I do want to hit up on real quick is the T.O. Donovan McNabb saga. And um, Donovan McNabb went on to um, he went on to a show and it was it was discussed about especially about like the the Super Bowl and the 2005 season. Um and for those who don't know, is that I mean, of course, Donovan McNabb, quarterback of my Philadelphia Eagles, um, drafted, um, came came out of college. I mean, from Syracuse, balled out in these first couple years, um, those um, first few years, took the Eagles to three NFC title, three NFC title games uh, from 2001 to 2003. Um, had some heartbreaking losses. Um, I know that they lost one to the at the Rams. And the Tampa Bay, the Tampa game was extremely tough because that one, that was like the last game at Veterans Stadium and the Eagles were prohibited favorites to get to the Super Bowl and possibly win it. Um, I remember Donovan that year coming um, coming back off a broken ankle that he injured um, in November in San Francisco. Well, I'm sorry, at home against Arizona. He missed about five, six weeks. The Eagles still without him were still able to win the NFC East and um, home field advanced throughout the playoffs. And so Donovan comes back to the Atlanta game. They played horrible against Tampa Bay. I mean, they got off to a real good start, and but then they just couldn't keep it up. And Tampa ends up winning that game, going to the Super Bowl next year. Um, the whole rush, the rush Limbaugh situation, where he was critical of McNabb and stated that um, that there was a uh, I forgot, I forgot the phrase that he, uh, there's like an overall statement that the black, um, that the NFL wants a black quarterback to do well. And like I said, I mean, and, and this is coming off starting the season crappy, losing at, at home to Tampa and open up the link um, at home against Tampa and um, New England. And so, I mean, from there, Philly, they, they, they run off a string of games. They end up getting to the playoffs, the fourth and 26, they were able to, beat Green Bay and then they end up losing to Carolina in the title game once again at home. So the Eagles, um, they were able to get Terrell Owens from the 40, well, from, well, from the Ravens by part from the 49ers. And so um, what happened was, is that, I mean, T.O., he bought out 
came out of the gates killing for the Eagles. Um, three TDs in his first game, and then pretty much the Eagles, they marched pretty much on to, uh, I think, a 13-3 record, and uh, winning the NFC. T.O. breaks his ankle, um, breaks his ankle um, in a Week 14 game against Dallas at home, and I mean, and that kind of put him out, but I mean, he trained, he trained and he rehabbed it to the point where he came back, um, like, I think five weeks after, and they were able to, um, five weeks, five weeks after, after his injury, which was Super Bowl Sunday. So, I mean, the Eagles, hey, they made through the playoffs and everything like that. So, T.O. guts it up, balls out, has nine catches for like a hundred, like a buck 40 something. And unfortunately, the Eagles lose, but I mean, T.O. like bought out. And if, and he really didn't come under criticism that game. A lot of it was uh, directed at Donovan because he had, Donovan didn't play well. He played like crap that game. And he had three turnovers. Um, he did have a couple of TD passes, but I mean, just overall, I think he was just overwhelmed by what, well, by, either the Patriots or just the overall magnitude of the situation. And yeah, the Eagles lost. And uh, there's like a lot of rumors and people say that, Hey, McNabb would um, like during like the fourth quarter. And I remember the, the Eagles were down 10 and they got the ball back. And then they were just so slow um, moving the ball downfield, which is like, man, you're down to like the last like six minutes of like six, seven, well, I think eight minutes of the game. You're down 10. I mean, you will want to put like some some urgency onto that drive just to hurry to get back in the game, and get the ball back. But I mean, it was just like they were just moving so slow down the field. And a lot of Eagles fans were like, go. Why are you guys going so slow? And it was just overall very frustrating last quarter of, of, uh, of that Super Bowl. So after the season, um, Basically, what happens is that T.O., he wanted a new contract. Um, T.O. Had, uh, had had a contract with the 49ers, and like I said, he was traded to the Ravens, which um, T.O. was able to get out of, and eventually the 49ers was able, or the Eagles were able to trade for him. So, I mean, T.O., yeah, T.O. bought out in 2004 and felt that he should have gotten a new contract, which, I mean, for the most part, he should have, because I think, but I think he had, I think, a year or two left on on his deal. So, um, T.O. just kind of caused like a caused a fracas like that whole offseason and and like the whole training training camp. Andy Reid sent him home, and and he's and if anybody remembers, I mean, T.O. doing the sit ups in his in his um um in his driveway in New Jersey, and just overall just a big just a big distraction. It, it was it was it was rough. It was really rough and. He was mad at McNabb because McNabb had vouched, uh, had didn't really vouch for him about him getting a new contract, but but also did that for Brian Westbrook, which McNabb kind of denies in a sense. I mean, but um, overall, it's a mess. And mind you, like I said, this happened in 2005. I mean, look at me. We're like 15 years later and these two grown men are still kind of going back at it. And eventually, um T.O. came back, and like I said, he he played well. I mean, but overall, the Eagles weren't really playing well because McNabb had a sports hernia, and he was hurt a little bit. So um, his game was kind of minimized a little bit. And then eventually, um, after a game – and I remember this clearly. After a game in Dallas, 
T.O. gets on the, on the butt, and mind you, after this, Dallas smoked the Eagles that game, and it was terrible. It was really bad. They smoked him, and T.O. gets onto the bus wearing, I believe, a Michael Irvin jersey, and then also, I think also after that game, him and Michael, him and Michael Irvin, they they did an interview for ESPN where Donovan kind of, um, well, where T.O. kind of throws McNabb under the bus saying that, oh, if we had Brett Favre, we'd be undefeated. And which is like, dude, you don't, man, that's like, man, teammate on teammate crime. You don't do that. And so eventually Andy Reid, he, um, he just had enough. He suspends T.O. for the rest of the season. And then eventually he, eventually the Eagles cut him. McNabb, um, he continued to play on, but I think like a couple of games after he just totally just tore his, um, that that uh, that sports hernia and he was done for the season. Overall, I mean, the Eagles who went from thirteen to three, I think they only won maybe about five or six games the next year. So, but like I said, so that kind of brings us to today. And these two, I mean, they still have ill uh, ill will feelings towards each other. I mean, I mean, I've seen it on one episode. I think remember when T.O. had his reality show and like they kind of like kind of dapped it up and whatnot. But uh, it just felt weird. It felt really really weird. And so, like I said, I mean, here we go now. Like I said, I mean, these two drama, drama queens, man, they just need to just get over it, man. Um, hey, I personally say, hey, just put them in a the ring, let them do a celebrity boxing match and let it get over with. But, I mean, Donovan, I mean, like I said, Donovan, like I said, Donovan's no saint either. Because, I mean, like I said, Donovan has also has definitely showed some immaturity and some jealousy from time, from time to time. Uh, of T.O. as well as other people in the league. I mean, Donovan is very condescending at times and just kind of sh- kind of comes off like as a know-it-all. So, and T.O., I mean, like I said, I mean, we all kind of know what kind of personality he is. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, both both players are wrong in this one. Both players really need to kind of get over it and just kind of let bygones be bygones or you just don't even speak about it at all. So, like I said, I just want to just add my input onto that. Um, that's that's kind of like a been a discussion like around Eagles fans. And I remember T.O. was on um, he was on Undisputed and it was like it was after like Kobe passed away. So you, they really didn't really talk about it too much. Well, they got into it a little bit. But like I said, at the end of the day, I mean, like I said, it's 15 years ago, man. Y'all need to let that mess go. So, all right, you guys, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be back. Okay, family, I'm back for the for the final conclusion of this podcast. So now we're we're on to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 54 in sunny South Beach, Miami. Yes, yes, yes. Um this is the first time the Kansas City Kansas City has made has been to the Super Bowl since I think Super Bowl 4 when they beat Minnesota and so it's been like a almost a 50-year drought since the last time they won it. And this is the first time the 49ers have been back since uh, the 2013, no, the 2012 season when they lost to the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember that that Colin Kaepernick game when the lights went out. And so they'll be looking to get, um, they'll be looking for their first Super Bowl win since the 94 season, which oddly enough was the, the least 75th season where they play in this exact stadium and they beat the San Diego Chargers, another NFC West squad, in Super Bowl 29. And so if they're able to pull this off, they'll this will be their sixth 
Super Bowl win, which will tie them for the um, tie them for the lead with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. And so that's that's pre- that's some pretty that's some pretty historical stuff right there. And so um, right now where we are is that I mean this is a fantastic matchup. Honestly, I think this is probably the best matchup that that we could have gotten. I mean. Besides, maybe Baltimore, maybe Baltimore and San Francisco also. But I mean, overall, I mean, I I, I like the matchup. I like the matchups. Um, overall, I like the individual matchups. Uh, we have uh, Kansas City's offense and with their. All right, family, I'm back. And hey, let's get into it. Super Bowl Fifty Four from sunny Miami, Florida, between the San Francisco Forty ers who are looking to win their sixth Lombardi Trophy, which will tie them with the Patriots and the Steelers. Going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are looking to win their second trophy. Uh, this is the Niners' seventh overall appearance and the first and their first appearance since the 20, 2012 season. As well as and for the Chiefs, this is their first appearance since 1970. Man, man, man. So, basically, these uh, this is probably, in my opinion, the best matches that we could have gotten this season. I mean, you can you could say the Ravens or some or the Patriots or the Saints or somebody, but honestly, these two offenses they're they're very talented, very explosive, and they can definitely hurt you in multiple ways. Um, on to the first, let's talk about the Niners. Um, you have Jimmy G, who's seen Tom Brady win a couple of Super Bowls. Now it's his turn. Um, he has some outstanding wide receivers and Kendrick Bourne, Debo Samuel, the rookie, who has definitely come on this as of late as well as Emmanuel Sanders, who was traded from the Broncos earlier this season. And you have arguably the best tight end in the league in George Kittle. Um, the Niners, they have an outstanding running game where three backs can easily get you 100 yards with Tevin Campbell, oh, not Tevin Campbell, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, and um, the the rising star of the group is Raheem Moser, who, I mean, this is like his eighth, eighth team. And, I mean, hey, I, I really like this kid. Um, he's definitely a testament of hard work and definitely never giving up on your dreams. And so, yeah, this offense is very explosive. Can definitely get you points in multiple ways. And their main thing is, though, they want to grind that clock. They want to grind the clock, if especially if they get the lead. If they can get the lead over Kansas City, that's the one thing that they should be doing is grinding that clock and trying to bleed this clock out and try to play ball control. Um, we all know Kyle Shanahan and what and what transpired with him during his last Super Bowl appearance with the Falcons. So I think I think he he'll he should learn. He I'm pretty sure he'll learn from that uh, those mistakes that he did. And if somehow some way they get the lead late in the fourth, I think he'll know what to do and that's just grind the clock. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, this defense though. Defense is very solid. I mean, you have um, you have some studs along the um, the defensive line with um, Nick Bosa, which he went to that one school that I would not name. And you have Solomon Thomas and the crew over there. Um, they have a strong uh, linebacking core with Kawan Alexander and Fred Warner. And then on top of that, you have, of course, Richard Sherman, man in that secondary. Um, basically, the, the key for their defense is getting after – um, Patrick Mahomes. That is the main thing. They gotta lay a hat on him. They gotta hit him, put him on the ground, and then on top of that, you gotta find a way to uh, bottle up Tyreek Hill. You know that's one of his main targets, as well as Travis Kelsey. 
So that is the main thing that they need to do is just kind of just bottle them up. I mean, they cannot let Tyree Hill beat them deep. And and which is it's, it's easier said than done because with Tyreek Hill going deep, that's going to definitely open up the middle for Travis Kelsey. So really, in a sense, it could be kind of pick uh, pick your poison for for San Francisco. And that's why it's definitely important for them to get some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I'm definitely interested to see, interested to see how Kansas City blocks Bosa and Solomon Thomas and the crew. Um, their their offensive line has been it's been OK. It's I mean, you have Eric Fisher um, over on that offensive line, and I mean he's he's one of like the one of the their best players. So he's going to be matched up with Bosa. So um, Bosa is a beast. Um, they may um, the Chiefs they may need to maybe clip him or chip him with a back and somehow or maybe even um, maybe even force the double team. But they cannot Kansas City cannot let Bosa wreck wreck their backfield. Now on to the Chiefs. It begins and ends with Patrick Mahomes. He's the wild card. He's the man who makes plays for Kansas City. He is their best player. Um, coming into this game, I mean, yeah, I mean, in order for Kansas City to win, he has to he has to play winning ball. He cannot make them he cannot make them uh, any mistakes. Which I mean, is something that he hasn't really done um, this season and into the playoffs. I don't believe he's I don't believe he's through a pick at all. Or even turn the ball over. I mean, he's been very sure, sure-handed with um, with his um, with the ball this this postseason. And basically, his thing is to get the ball to his playmakers. That's Travis Kelsey, arguably, and along with Kittle, arguably two of the better tight ends in the league. I got my boy Zach Ertz, but that's that's a different story for a different day. Um, you have the wide receivers, um, Tyreek Hill, who is a burner, and then you also have Sammy Watkins. Nikhil Herring and Demarcus Robinson. So it's called the Legion of Zoom because they're they're all fast. They can all get deep and they can also cut it short. I mean, and that is why it is important for San Francisco to get a hat on Mahomes because if he has time to find those wide receivers, it's over. It's over. And and worst, like I said, worst case scenario, you can always go to Travis Kelsey, who will definitely, who's definitely good at getting breaking tackles and getting, and getting those yak yards. Um, the running game, the running game, the running game for the most part has been, it's been okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's, it's not as as good as the, as it was a year ago with Kareem Hunt, but you know what? It's serviceable and it's gotten to this point. They have Damian Williams back there. Um, he's he's their he's their main guy. Uh, they did bring LaShawn McCoy um, in from Buffalo earlier this season, but I mean, from the reports that I've gotten this this morning, is that looks like he might be a healthy scratch, which kind of sucks. I mean, Shady, a former Eagle, I definitely wanted to see him at least get a shot to play in in the big game. Um, he's a future Hall of Famer and. I think that that would be nice, something to kind of cap off his career. And so Kansas City and Kansas City, they, they do have a solid offensive line. I'm definitely interested. Like I said earlier, I'm definitely interested to see how they block Nick Bosa because he's a monster. They And, and in order for Patrick Mahomes to make plays, they have to protect him. So now let's slide on to that defense. Um, their defense is very is has been coming on as of late. Um, it was it was pretty terrible last year. Kind of got off to a, a a little bit of a bumpy start at um, at the start of this season. But 
um, as the second half of the season has went on and into the playoffs, they've gotten a lot better. Um, they bought in their um, former um, former Giants defensive coordinator and former Eagles coordinator, uh, Steve Spagnolo, and he's definitely turned this defense around. You have Chris Jones back there. You have a number of solid pass rushers that can definitely put the put some heat on Jimmy G. Um, the thing is, what is their linebackers? Um, their linebackers. I mean, they could definitely be uh, definitely be exposed. Especially by a solid tight end, if they if Jimmy G has time, and then you also have the secondary with Brashard Breeland back there, former Redskin, as well as the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. I I definitely expect Tyron Matthew to make at least one play. I mean, I don't know if it's a forced fumble, I don't know if it's a game of uh, a critical tackle or something. I I just expect Tyron Matthew to be the, around the rock at some point. I mean he. He, like I said, I mean, he's he's one of those players that you definitely call a playmaker, and so that's it for the uh, for the matchups. I, like I say, I'm definitely interested to see these matchups. Um, I'm definitely interested to see the coaching strategy that that's involved with this with this game. But overall, I'm just happy to see a good game and definitely happy to see no Patriots. <laughs> All right, so now in terms of my prediction. I mean, honestly, I can make a case for either one of these teams. I can make a case for to see Kansas City win the shootout. I can see uh, a scenario where San Francisco just dominates the um, dominates the time of possession, bleeds the clock, and wins the game. Um, I would definitely say it is important for, like I said earlier, it's important for San Francisco to get that running game going, especially with. Um, Especially if they get the lead, if they can um, hit those outside zones and create and create lanes, I think they'll have a great shot to win. Now, with that being said, Kansas City and me, like I said, they they protect Patrick Mahomes. They don't turn the ball over, and if it's close, some I, I believe Patrick Mahomes could easily steal this game. So, with that being said, um, I'm gonna say Kansas City wins this game. And trust me, I, that was really hard for me to pick because, like I said, I can see a scenario where um, both teams can pull this game out. So I have Kansas City winning it. I have my former head coach, Andy Reid, bringing home his first Lombardi trophy um, as a head coach. And so that's it. So if you guys want to get in contact with the show, give me your predictions. You can hit me up at the310podcast at gmail.com. Shoot, shoot, send me a voice memo. Shoot me an email. Hey, if you like my predictions, if you think they stink, let me know. Um, and also, rate, please rate the show. Rate it, rate it, rate it. Because, hey, those, those, things, those things really do matter. And it definitely kind of push, pushes my show up, up the tolling pole. I know I got, I know I got some room to, go, to grow. But, hey, hey every, every one of those stars counts. So, hey, give me... Give me what, what you think I deserve. So, hey, with that being said, hey, I'm your, your man, Kmart. Enjoy your Super Bowl. I'll catch up with you later. Peace.